Hey, it's Chris. And Kylie. We're just a couple of jerks who need help following Jesus. Our podcast is all about humility. And finding direction and purpose. Especially when life gets hard or things don't turn out like we thought they would. Welcome to Following Jesus for Jerks. And we're back. Yo. (laughs) What's up? What is up? How was your week? <laughs> I love it. How was my week? Yes. Are, are you, was it any different than last week? <laughs> last For you listeners, since, since we're talking about honest, open communication, <laughs> Chris just hit the, hit the uh, record button to finish our previous episode from last week. It's been and, about 40 seconds. Yeah, literally <laughs> less than a minute. It's like, let's jump back in. And he pretends that yeah. anyway. No, you guys know how this rolls, and yeah. we're we're just uh, we're grateful to be able to sit. And but for our new listeners, fingers crossed. <laughs> Let me fill you in on where we're going. Let me fill you in on where we were last week. Just just ten seconds, more like a minute probably. One thousand one. But we talked That's... about we just we talked we're talking about the importance of our words, how to uh, place ourselves in a position to be. Honest and vulnerable, what we say, and not manipulative and hiding and sh- and full of shame. You know, I gave this. I gave the example in the story of uh, a friend of my, Michael, who 15 years ago confronted me on how manipulative I was in my words. And the, the example was if if we were both sitting on a couch away from the kitchen, and I we were both drinking cups of water. And I, mine was empty, and I would notice his was too. Instead of saying, hey, Michael, when you get up to get yourself water, can you get me some too? Or, Michael, if you're going to get yourself water, or even just, Michael, can you get me some water? I would say things like, hey, are you going to get water? And have him initiate, yeah, do you want me to get you some? Or, hey, Mike, are you going to get some water? And then he'll say no, and I'll be like, oh, if you were, I was going to ask you to you know, get me some and how that wasn't honest and it's manipulation. Cause I'm saying something that I don't mean. I'm saying something differently than I mean. I'm putting a, a shade on it. And so when really, you know, let's get down to it. It really should have been all along. Hey, Michael, I'm going to get myself some water. Can I get you some too? And put myself mm. in a position to serve instead of be served. But that's besides the point. Actually, no, it's not besides no, it's the point. Not. It's the big point. But <laughs> but still, but we're talking about this idea, this thing of how how we speak to one another and how we hide what we really mean. And then we, you know, we talked a little bit about uh, a, a conversation I had recently with Kristen, with my girlfriend, about about that very thing that, you know, I'll I'll, you know, if we're making plans, for example, right, I'll I'll be a dreamer, right? Well, well, we can do this and let's do this and this and this. And I'm just processing out loud and I'm just, you know, but what she hears is, oh, Chris says we're going to do this, this, and this. And so when I come back later and say, hey, what do you want to do today? You know, in her mind, it's like, well, did you lie to me? Right. Because you you said we were going to do this, this, and this. And, and how that's provoked something in me of like, wow, what, if that's the way I speak, my yeses are not my yeses and my noes are not my noes. There's more to it than that. And that can't be okay. And so that that's kind of where that's kind of where we we that's where we started last week and uh, what we started talking about. And it, you know, I, I think it's worth continuing the conversation. A bit. Yeah, yeah. I think that there's 
fear involved at some level. Mm. Um, it, I'll, I'll just read this. Uh, it's from a one of Brene Brown's quote or I was gonna books. Guess if it was Brene Brown. Yeah. Well, uh, after a decade of research on vulnerability, it uh, it has taught me this: vulnerability is not knowing victory or defeat; it's understanding the necessity of both. It's engaging. It's being all in. Um, vulnerability is not weakness and the uncertainty, risk, and emotional exposure we face every day are not optional. Our only choice is a question of engagement. Our willingness to own and engage with our own vulnerability determines the depth of our courage and the clarity of our purpose. Mm. The level to which we protect ourselves from being vulnerable is a measure of our fear and disconnection. And so as we talk about vulnerability and what that is, it's, it's being the most authentic, yeah, the most real, the most all in the most engaging that we can be like, I've got nothing to hide. I've got no shame. I've got no fear. I've got no reason to be disconnecting. And there's something in us that if our yeses are not yeses and yeah. our noes are not noes, if, if I'm speaking in a way that is not clear is not honest and completely transparent. What is that in us that is keeping us from being mm. more fully uh, communicating in a more fully honest way, Yeah, a more fully vulnerable way. And I think that's the, I think that for me and in, in, in our faith lives, that's, that's what it is, is to be most fully human. I mean, Jesus didn't hide anything from anybody because he was, confident and comfortable with who he was. Yeah. He knew his identity. Yeah. He knew the father loved him. He knew he didn't know, need the approval of others. I, there's probably a key one. Like mm. we feel like we need approval. Yeah. We, and, and, and if, and if we're not receiving that approval, let's use your example. If you're not receiving the approval of Kristen, well, then I'm going to defend myself, but well, this is who I am. Yeah. I'm a dreamer. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, I didn't mean it that way. Right. And it's like, well, no, I, uh, and, and I, and I'm not picking on you. No, like, no, no. I, I brought us. it up. I mean, that, let's, let's have honest conversations. That's yeah. us, you yeah. know, uh, of, uh, then I'm going to be, def I'm going to defend myself and almost put up more walls hmm. instead of, but until the point of recognizing the best and healthy route here is to be more transparent, more vulnerable. One, a man, because because I care about this relationship more I do more than I do about protecting my own heart. Yeah, wow. A guy who I, I can I've never I never met him in my life, but I consider him a spiritual father. His name is Jack Frost. Don't don't he he passed away a number of years ago. So, I'm sorry. but you feel like a jerk now. Was, yeah, I, but no, he was uh, I, I forget I, I, somewhere on the East Coast and. Um, he wrote a, a very powerful book called Experiencing the Father's Embrace. And that that book messed with me so much and healed a lot, healed a lot of me. Um, and I would recommend that book for I'd recommend recommend that book for anybody, but I would especially recommend that book if, you know, Jesus or the Holy Spirit are easy to connect to, but when you think of God the Father. You're like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like thinking of him as a father because maybe you didn't have a great father growing up. Mm. 
and everyone's got hurts, right? Yeah. It's such a good book. But anyway, I never met the man, but from that one book and some of his other, I, I really consider, consider him as a spiritual father to me. He said something and you, and some of you might've heard this before, but he's, he, he defines intimacy. And I don't even know if he's the one who came up with this, but this is where I first read it. Intimacy is into me. See mm-hmm. that if, if we're talking about intimacy and I don't just mean intimacy between a husband and wife or, you know, sure. Chris and I in a, in a, in a romantic relationship, but just if we're supposed to have deep relationships with one another, uh, if we're supposed to have agape love for one another, open, intimate love, we need, we need to be, we need to show this is, this is who I, this is what's really in me. Mm. I'm going to almost expose in a vulnerable way who I really am. And that's the, to me, that's the biggest difference between Michael, I need your help. Can you please help me and get me a glass of water? Or, hey, let me let me bring this to you in a way that I don't show you my need. Right. I don't show you that I need you. I'm not weak. I'm oh, that's it. I'm not I don't need you, but if <laughs> you happen to be getting up. Yes. Cause we don't want Yeah, that's it. Weakness. <clears throat> that's it. I don't need your help. Yeah. But if you if you offer it, I'll take it. And let me help you offer it. Yeah, right. See my need, right? but I don't need help with my need. Right. Unless you want to help me. Right. <laughs> but, then I, but then I'm not the one asking. I'm not the needy one. Right. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I, it is, I don't know how you are. It is hard for people offer all the time mm. to help. And and it's so weird. Okay, here here's now I'm sitting on the couch. Fix my <laughs> issues. There is uh, it is pride for sure. Yeah. But people ask all that. How can I help? What do you need me to do? In this facility, you know, yeah. on a Saturday night, yeah. you know, and I will be the first one to complain <laughs> about the things that I do around here. And I'm probably complain. I'm probably not complaining as one as much as I want to make sure everybody knows. Mm. Hey, I, this is everything that I do around here. And yet, when somebody asks, "How can I help?" I'm like, "Oh no, no, no! It's yeah. it's cool. I got, I got it. it. I got, I got it. I'm I got good. it. Oh, thank, thanks, thanks for offering." And and I, for me, I think it's I think it's probably a both and yeah. one. I I can I can do this all myself, and two, I want everybody to know that I can do this all myself. Mm. And it's like that is, and both have their roots in pride. Both they're have fl- their roots. They're flip in pride. sides of the same pride coin, and and it it puts me in a place of self. I'm not saying this word in an, or this phrase in an, self. I'm isolating myself, which is the opposite of community and everything yeah. that we're trying to build here. Yeah. yeah, is hey, let's all love each other well. Well, and if anybody knows me, it's because. If a chair is not placed in the way that I think it should be placed, I've probably got a little, uh, you know, a little <laughs> some issues to deal with. <laughs> a little OCD, a little bit, a little OCD. <laughs> but and maybe that's just a way that 
God's wanting me to grow in, Hey, this is stuff that doesn't matter as much as the relationships of man, I've shared that in the last three days with people over and over people asking advice or asking for wisdom and, and all that kind of stuff. And I'm like, choose love, choose love. Like you can't fix every situation. You can't manipulate people. You can, but like, (laughs) but choose love. Yeah. And so how can, and and so back to both of our issues. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. We're a mess. Uh, (laughs) And so are you, Um, (laughs) which is why you're listening. But uh, maybe this will make you feel better about your your own issues. (laughs) How can we just be honest and vulnerable about about these things, about our pride, about our lack of vulnerability, about the walls that we put up, about the ways in which I could go on my whole life and never talk about this. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, that's not helping me grow and to right. be who God's created me right. to be. Right. Right. It's just going to make me more of a jerk. And that's why I'm so, I'm afraid of people hearing this and being like, well, who cares? They're just they're just talk they're just talking about a friend helping them with water, or they're just talking about planning a day, right? Like, but what I'm trying to understand for myself, and I want us all to understand, is like it's this is so much more. You've heard it said, "I need more water," mm. but I'm telling you, <laughs> Jesus is telling you. Like, I, I, yeah. I that's what I think all, all the yeah. time as we talk. Yeah. You've heard it said that it's about the water. No, it's right. not about the water. It's about, it's about the heart. The heart. It's yeah. about inside yeah. what I'm thinking, what I, which exactly the way you started the last two weeks, you were ignorant of. Yeah. We, we are, we are blind and ignorant to our own pride until when it's revealed, we work it out, working out our faith, you know, it, and, the, and these things only happen in community. Yeah. Right. Cause if, uh. if we, if we are in the light as he is in the light, he's faithful and just, he'll cause that light to shine and he'll cleanse us Come on. and yeah. he'll re- that light to reveal what's going on. Yeah. Right. None, none of, you know, neither one of these encounters that I talk about, neither one of these stories started with. So I was thinking, <laughs> right. It took someone else confronting me in love. It took Michael saying, Chris, I feel manipulated when you do this, and here's why. You don't see it. You don't think you're doing anything wrong. Let me tell you how you're man- how you're trying to manipulate me. Right? It's a Kristen, right? Hey, hey, Chris, when you say this, I take you at your word. I know, I, you know, I know you're just dreaming, but I, I want you to know what your words mean to me and what your words do to me. And when they don't happen, I want you to know what that. I want you to know with how that affects me too. Same thing. Christian's not the first one to bring it up. Havana. But dad, you said mm. this weekend we were, I was like, yeah, but you know, plans change. I'm just realizing this now. That's been my mantra. Oh, plans change. Hava. Oh, our kids bring that up to us. Oh all yeah. The time. And are they good at it? Because they believe yeah. everything that comes out of our Absolutely. mouths. Absolutely. Uh, my, our, our kids, half of our kids who, you know, like our adopted kids, they don't get sarcasm. Yeah. I mean, they've learned sure. because they're around <laughs> us, but it, I mean, yeah, they're, it, they're novelos now. <laughs> they're novelos now. <laughs> everything is literal. Yeah. And so, yeah, when, when uh, they don't understand plans, you said this, man, I, 
Wow. But that and that is why we need this loving, vulnerable, authentic, real, transparent communication with each other because yeah. it creates the clarity that we have to have to be able to love each other well, yeah. to be able to grow as individuals, to grow as human beings. Yeah. Because if we don't have the if if like you said, if if people don't care enough to step into the space and have a if there's the fear, mm-hmm. if I am too scared to say Hey Chris, this is how. Yeah. This is what I'm receiving. This is what I'm seeing. This is in how you. it affects me. I mean, and we say that all the time. I mean, I remember in groups of men, men's groups I've been a part of, or community group. It's like, hey, you see something sideways, you know, like you have every right in speaking of intimacy yeah. to step into the space because we love each other well. To go, hey, dude, I'm listening to the way you're talking to your wife. Like, what's going on in you? And, and I don't know if it's culture. I don't know if it's pride. I don't know. We are so defensive, yeah, yeah. but we, that's, and that's why relationship and community are so important is, yeah, you can't just mm. walk into somebody's life and go, Hey, right. you're acting like a jerk, right. but somebody that I love and somebody I'm in a relationship with that comes up and says, Hey man, something seems a little sideways the way you're talking to your wife or the way that you're handling your kids or mm. whatever. Like, are you okay? But we have to be, I'm engaged in a, uh, the beginning of a text conversation with somebody right now. It's having some major life issues that I don't, I don't have a deep relationship with, but like, dude, for some reason I feel led to reach out to you because I want you to know people care about you. I love you. And like, let's connect. And, and I don't know that person has to be ready to engage in that conversation. And this has to do with substance abuse and all kinds of stuff. But it's like, man, when this, when Holy spirit leads us to, Hey, have this conversation. We can't punt and be fearful yeah. and go, oh, but they might not, they might get upset with me. Right. All we're trying to do is create loving, mm. open, and honest communication where we can be vulnerable, be honest. And the the goal out of all of it is growth, maturity. Like if the goal is I'm gonna be defensive right. and say, screw you, man, then okay, good luck. Or or if the goal is gonna be Oh, I'm in this to teach you. Oh, right, right, right. right? Like, I, I, to the degree that to, as intimacy and relationship only happen, the depth of them only happen to the degree that I'm willing to be hurt. If I'm not close, if I'm not close enough to you to be hurt, then there's there's missing depth, and I also don't have the right to speak into you. I posted this this week. Okay. Came came to my mind. Love is not transactional. Love is something you give freely. Yeah. If you have if you're loving somebody with an expectation of something in return, that's not love. If you bring, follow, follow Kylie on Instagram by the way. If you if you bring this mature board, what is what's it called? Charcuterie. Uh, Charcuterie. That was that was anyway. last, that was last week. Yeah, if people think this is still sitting out. Oh yeah. Oh no, never mind. We we peeled back the curtain. Sorry. <laughs> If I'm going to love somebody with an expectation of something in return, that's not really love. That's a yeah. transaction. Yes. Right. And so I, I even... No, no, that's lust. That's not love. That's lust. I'm in Ooh. this for what I can receive. Ooh. That's lust. My needs are the most important. And we, we, you know, we, we've limited lust to just sexual immorality and, right. and sexual impurity, right? And, and that certainly yeah. covers it, right? <laughs> but, but that's not... Like lust... It's funny... Love and hate are not opposites. 
Actually, I think the passions that fuel either one of those are, come from similar places in our heart. Love and lust are opposite. If love is as you defined it, right? Love is, I'm, I'm here to give you so you can receive. It's something I give you freely at my cost. Right. Lust is, it's at your cost, I'm going to fulfill my need. Mm. I mean, which is completely dishonest, right? Because I'm going to pretend I'm going to give you the impression mm, that I'm loving you. Yeah. But I, all I care about is that yeah. I'm going to get something back. I'm not trying to be crude, right? But like, you know, we, lust is we often talk about it, you know, with, with, with sexual immorality, masturbation versus healthy sex with your spouse, right? One, I'm, I'm giving it to you. And the other, this is for me. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Like, man. Well, I, I, I had this conversation with a school administrator and we were talking through just how to love kids and stuff. Um, and this always has stuck with me. And I think this might be a Brene Brown thing too, from years ago. You don't use the word help. I, I, I'm, how can I help you? Mm -hmm. That automatically gives an mm. indication that there's something, there's a deficit in yeah. you. There's something broken. You need something. I have the answer. Yes. Yeah. And and I and, and we've learned, and some of this is through you know fostering kids and stuff, and hmm. that's where this transactional thing comes from. I can't love my kids with an expectation that they're going to do exactly what I say, sure. or that they're going to love me in return. That was huge early on. Like that mm. was hard for me. Wow. Like I'm going to pour myself that. out and sacrifice so that this kid has a healthy life and I'm loving him and as, as hard as I possibly can and, 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 and not have any expectation that he's going to love me in return and be willing to be hurt and be willing. Yeah. Yeah. And so the language that we've been taught to use is mm. not, Hey, can I help you? Or do you need help? Because that's a, you're less than me. Okay. I've got the answer, but, uh, it's, it's all about love. Can I come alongside of you? Mm. Is, there some, is there some way that I can engage with you and you meeting your goal and you whatever? Mm. And wow. it's just, it's slight little, we're talking about communication. It's slight little language, but especially the kids, you know, that we, that we have in our home, it's yeah. that their life has been shame filled yeah. 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 Wow. to not you're less than, and I can fix you. But mm. I just want to love. I want to come alongside of you. Let's walk this journey together. And so, taking that from that instance and the kids to us as brothers and sisters in Christ, like I'm, I, the people that we have here on Saturday night, like you're walking through recovery from addiction. You're homeless. You're whatever the situation. Not hey, we've got all the answers. Yeah. We've got it figured we're here, out. We're here to help. Yeah, we're here to yeah. help you. It's like no, we're gonna love each other through this. Because guess what? Listen to our podcast. We're a hot mess too. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? And it, and it all stems from the same thing. But how do we love each other toward as opposed to I'm here to help or fix you? And it is so, but our, but everything in this world says there's this hierarchical levels of, you know, if, if I'm at this place, I can help you. And it's how we view ourselves and it's how we view other people. And it's yeah. all ridiculous because we're all human beings. Yeah in different life circumstances. So I don't oh, know how that, man. how that fits in. But, but. Yeah, no, it's challenging. It, it is because it, 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 it causes us, it causes us to say, 
<laughs> I, this this offends me even coming out of my mouth <laughs> because I know I know I know that I have to I have to self reflect for sure. Where oh. where do I think I'm better than others? Yeah. And then the, the the flip part of that, where do I think I'm not good enough? Yep. Which are which are both yeah. lies of the enemy. Absolutely. Both lies. Absolutely. Because there's no security in that. Right. Right. The, the security is in an identity and approval of sonship and daughtership of Jesus Christ. Any anything else is gonna is gonna right. is gonna pull us away from that identity. Yeah. And and you, you kind of graced on this in the last in the last podcast, but let's let's highlight it a little bit more now. Because you, you, you kind of challenged it, and, you, and I think you, you did it softly. <laughs> but I wonder, when I first met Michael, if I saw this unassuming guy from Minnesota, <laughs> where he was from, you know, there, there were some quirks about him. And, I, and I, want, I wonder if I saw that, and I said, oh, I'm not going to put... I'm... I'm not going to put myself in a position to be needy from him. <laughs> now, I, I, I want to make it really clear. Like, my opinion of Michael changed very much. And I, I grew to love him very much. And he was yeah, the best yeah, man yeah, in my, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. my wedding. And, you know, but I wonder, I wonder if there was something there of judgment of I'm better than there's no way I can ask for help. And if it wasn't with Michael, I guarantee you that's come up other times in my life. Dude, I think that's a. I think that's one of the hardest things. As human beings, I don't think. I mean, that's not a. That's not a Chris Ishak thing. That's yeah, a. Yeah, fair I mean, don't, don't get me wrong. As soon we walk into a group of, of people, and we're immediately making judgments. I think we have to somehow learn to be filled with kingdom lenses yeah. with with the lenses of God has made all these people. Yeah. And and because tonight we're going to walk into a gathering where we're ranking our I mean in our minds I think that that's a yeah. a natural tendency of our of our humanity of our brokenness. Not of not not from the Lord for sure. Right. But I think in every other way that he can as as that's revealed to us as we talk about it and it's and we work through it, I think that that's something that we can definitely grow in. Yeah. I know I have for sure, but I also know that there's a ton of work to do, you yeah. know. Yeah. But to be able to walk in, and I love our the context of where we are. You know, our there are bars right next door. There's a little higher society bar across the street. There's a you know a, a, a lower socioeconomic class. I don't know how to say this without being you know right next to us where yeah. you know. Whole, Look, if you've been to Carl's, you know, right. Whole different culture, yeah. cultures of people right around us and go, yeah. And it, it's all beautiful. Yeah. It's all beautiful. Um, mm. Maybe don't know Jesus yet. Maybe not living for the Lord, but I'm going to choose to love anyway. And I'm going to yeah. choose to see them at, at, in their humanity as opposed to in their brokenness. Didn't. Yeah, didn't uh what is it? Oh, I got to pull up my Bible app for this one. John 4 316. That's always a hard one for you to Jesus says it. And I don't I don't want to misquote it. 
Yeah, I, I, I heard that. You got that one. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> the end of his encounter with the woman at the well, he says something. So they all come back. The disciples all come back and are like, why, you know, what are you doing? What do you, yeah, why are you, why are you talking <laughs> with her? Right? Totally judging bo- both of them, right? And, right, uh, meanwhile, the disciples were urging him, Rabbi, eat something. He said, I have food to eat that you know nothing about. So I was going to say to another, no one brought him anything to eat, did they? Right? I, and I bet with a little bit of like comparing, right? Oh, I was supposed to. Who, who, who did it instead? Who thought they were better than me? And gave him food, right? I don't, I don't know. I don't want to yeah. pretend to know what they're thinking. But but then he says, my food is to do the will of the one who sent me and to complete his work. Don't you say there are four more months and then comes the harvest. I tell you, look up and see that the wheat fe- that the fields are already white for harvest. This perspective change, this lens change. Mm-hmm. You say... This woman that I was just meeting with is a, a Samaritan whore. But I say, I see, I have different lenses. Do you, and do you remember the rest of the story? She went back and evangelized the whole village. Yeah. And was it, was it Philip who, in Acts we read, went back to the Samaritans and so many were saved. And I bet that woman laid the groundwork for it. That every one of us judges, Right. She's had how many husbands? But Jesus had different lenses for her. He saw her differently. And that's what he was telling his disciples. It's, it's not four months and then the harvest. Look up and you'll see it's, the, it's ready now. The harvest is now. Your lens needs to change. Your perspective needs to change. And you'll see things differently. So over the next couple of weeks we're going to work through Luke 14. Yeah. And in very similar fashion, like he's at the home of, he's invited to dinner with Pharisees, experts of the law. And what the, the, the stories that he tells the parables that he tells and the way he confronts their pride and the way that he talks about honoring other people. And then, um, the, the, the great banquet feast of, Hey, Go invite the people that know me. Yeah. Go invite the people that are invited already. And what do they do? They excuses, make excuses, can't excuses, I, yeah. can't be there. And go out to mm. those on the streets. Go yeah. to the beggar. Go to the ones. You said it earlier You at the very beginning of what you read. Go to those who are truly hungry. Yeah. And have them come in. And it's it's not the people we would expect. It's not the people sitting at that Pharisee dinner party. Yeah invitation only dinner party yeah. we're going to expect Jesus to say it's it's the ones who you know you and you referenced this last time the come take the lowly seat yeah when you enter you know when you when you when you when you uh, what do you say when you go to when you go to a dinner party don't don't sit at yes. the head otherwise someone more important than you it's the people who cuz you have the people who do that and do it with a false humility yeah right it's the people who when they walk in the room they know they belong in the lowliest seat Because they haven't had a lifetime of being invited to these things, and, and they they think they really are the lowest in the room. They're the ones 
to receive like they're the, with that kind of humility they're the ones to receive the real honor which should be all of us no, yeah 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 which absolutely. should be all of us yeah, yeah without a doubt but it's not all of us but because i know there times? i know there are times i'm just gonna be honest there are times when i'm like i wrestle with this i know i know when i take communion here i'm usually because i'm on the worship team like i'm, I'm usually not with everyone else but the, the times i am I, I have this wrestling in my mind. I'm just going to be really vulnerable right now. I have a huge wrestling in my mind, and this is a good example, because Paul addresses it specifically with communion, where I'm like, okay, you know, I let me honor, let me honor with my actions other people here, and let me make sure I'm last or towards the end. Let me give everyone else an opportunity to go first. But then this battle, and here's 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 the vulnerable moment, the, the battle of... Oh yeah, well, they're gonna surely they're gonna notice that I wave them ahead of me. Surely they're gonna notice that oh, Chris is making sure he's last or towards the end to the table. Surely everyone around me is gonna see that and see what kind of great humility I have. And then then that battle, right? And usually it's you know. 10 seconds after that battle starts that I'm like, well, screw it. I'm just going to go now because I, I can't deal with this battle, right? Because uh, it's just going to be a, a spiral, uh, a downward spiral of false humility versus showiness versus this and that. And uh, But it's the truth. It's the truth. It, it, it's what I yeah. battle every time. I think we all, as we grow in not being ignorant to everything, I think that the, those are things that are revealed to us. Yeah. Those are things that... We maybe were blind to, and now when they're exposed, it's, but coming to the, coming to the communion table is, I mean, the ground is what at the foot of the cross. Yeah. Like it doesn't matter. We're all low. It's yeah. We all come in humility. Yeah. That, you know, the example I might even use tonight, you know, I've, you got a ticket to a concert or a sporting event and it's like, oh, well there's some open seats, you know, I'll just sit down there. Even though my seats are up here, I'll sit down here and maybe, maybe nobody will show up. Mm. And how embarrassing! I how embarrassing it is when an usher has yeah. to come. I hate that feeling. Yeah. And it, I mean, that's what that that scripture in Luke fourteen speaks directly to. Like, hey, you aren't supposed to be here. Yeah. Like, I don't want that. Someone more worthy. Yes. Right? Isn't that what I Jesus don't, says? <laughs> yeah. They paid a higher price. Yeah. Now, all yeah. of that is worldly compared right. to. Right. Uh, yeah. But man, <laughs> hey, if it's genuine humility, like you talked about coming to the table, hey, yeah. everybody else go first. Hey, I'm going to set up here. Yeah. Because one, that's truly where my ticket is, is way up here. And if for some reason there's an opening and an usher says, hey, why don't you come down and take these seats to be honored in that way? Yeah. It's it, it, to being called to first class. I was just, I was just about to give that example. It's a, yeah. It's the story. We've, I, I don't know how many of you heard the story, but there's a, there, there's a, a well-known story out there of a, of a guy who just compl- like a prejudiced guy complaining about who they were sitting next to and demanding an upgrade to first class. Cause they just did not want to sit next to, I don't know if they were whatever, <laughs> right. Whatever right, right. race or whatever was wrong with them, according to this guy. And, and just complain and raised hell. And, and so the, the, the flight attendants went to that person and said, you know what? This person doesn't want to sit next to them. Come with me. I have a seat for you in first Absolutely. class. You know? And he got the upgrade that the guy was so, you know. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's, so can we have hearts of honesty, of, yeah. Gen, uh, yeah. of, of gratitude, 
of recognizing our place. Like, and, and that's where I, I said this, um, and I'm probably going to offend somebody, but <laughs> I had a couple of conversations this week with, with people where I'm like, I love, that's why I love where God has placed me. I'm so grateful for the community here, the, the ways in which throughout my life, I'm able to connect with and love on, um, and serve messy people. Mm. Because there's there is an authenticity, yeah. there is a genuineness to there is a vulnerability to my life is a mess. Yeah. I'm I'm really done with churchy people, and I know that that's maybe an overstatement or you know, but like if if I'm following Jesus, but I've kind of got everything put together, I'm not I'm going to keep these walls right. up. You're not going to see that I'm a mess. Like I'm done with that. Yeah, because like I I don't think that that's. I don't think it's healthy, and I don't think it's what Jesus calls us to. I was gonna say, yeah, Jesus said it. It's, it's not the healthy who need a doctor. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I, I just love. I'm so grateful. So I think about that all. That's so grateful that He's led us to, to fostering and adopting messy kids, to loving people here in our church context. Yeah. That even if, I mean, and I don't want to say like our church isn't made up of all. Addict, former addicts, like we have business owners, sure, we have sure. people that have grown up in the church, like we, but there's, but there's an, a realness and a rawness to yeah. that doesn't mean anything. Yeah. You, we all have work to do. Yes. We all need to learn. And when I say work to do, we all need to continue to grow in learning how to be loved yeah. by God and how to love other people better. And that doesn't put us on any hierarchical plane. Right. That's why I, I know we've, maybe have talked about it. leadership, the term leadership. I, I hate it because the world tells us leadership is this. <clears throat> I'm on top and I'm going to tell you what to do. And it's a hierarchical thing. And biblical leadership through the example of Jesus is I'm here to serve and to love other people yeah. and to, and to love people towards Jesus and yeah. the gospel and through truth and through grace and through mercy and being led and empowered by the Holy spirit. Mm. But, but not I'm better than you. Not I've got this figured out. Can, can you imagine? Can you imagine if leadership in a in, in the humanistic way that we define it changed to I'm a leader not because I'm the best, but I'm a leader because I'm the most humble. I'm the most lowly. I I serve. I serve the best. And I, I say the best little tongue in cheek, but you know what I mean? That, that, but that's the, the, the value was, was on how, how lowly you can serve instead of how good you can be and how much better you are at everyone else or how, how you're the fastest or the best or the, this, but Jesus came yes. to turn the tables yes. and go, I am going to flip this thing 180 degrees. This yeah. is the way of the world, but my kingdom way is opposite of everything in most cases, I should yeah, say. Yeah. No, no. Of the I, way, I, of the I, way I, you see the world. Of, yeah. of It's a downward trend yes. towards humility and love and serving. And so, you know, I know we went a couple places to kind of wrap this all up. If that's true, and we're all in the same playing field, and we're all equal, right, so to speak, and we're all supposed to call to in community to love one another in a vulnerable way. That I mean, I think this is the conclusion that we've been working towards since the last episode. 
that absolutely will affect the way we speak to one another. Yeah. Not, not just in, yeah. you know, to be, to be kind. And, and this, you know, even as I'm saying these words, it's like little darts, you know, in me <laughs> of like, Oh, well, not, don't check that one. Don't check that one. But to be kind, to be truthful, to, to a T, right. To be transparent and vulnerable, to be needy when we need it. <laughs> And willing, and willing when we when the other person's being needy. Be vulnerable to be hurt, to be honest, to be giving. And our words matter. Our words are absolutely part of the equation. You know, Jesus tells a story of the, you know, uh, the two sons. He said, you know, the parent, the father tells the son, go work in the field, and the one you know, the one says, oh, I won't do it, and then does it. And then the other one says, oh, I'll do it, and doesn't do it. And he asks, which one is better? You know, I think, he, I think it, it goes without saying, the best is the one who says they'll do it and does it. <laughs> right, right, <laughs> you know? right. I think that's what's implied, is, you know, which one of, the, which one of those other two is the, is the lesser of two evils, right? <laughs> but the best is let your yes be yes and your no be no right. in vulnerability and love and honor and all those things that we talked about. The one who says, I will do it, Father, and does do it. Amen. But, but in, that, in that scenario, yeah. the one who says it, it's not genuine. Yeah, fair enough. The one who says I won't do it, probably genuine and yet processed <laughs> and was I'm obedient. Be, I'm anyway. going to be obedient. Yeah, fair anyway. enough. Fair enough. But at least there's on, honesty yeah. in in his speech. But I, yeah, a hundred percent. I think we would all agree, yeah. especially as fathers of children. <laughs> yes. Like, <laughs> are you listening, Havana? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Say you will do it, and then and do actually it. Yeah. do it. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. man. I mean, there's a lot that we've talked about in the last two episodes that take time that are going to take time for you and I and hopefully our listeners to like be still and yeah. process and hear yeah. from the Lord and reflect self reflect and and grow and mature yeah not just okay cool everybody Kylie, Kylie and Chris are a mess and need to communicate better yeah. but like what how does God want us to mature and grow in our in our the way that we communicate and and I think we said something important that this this only happens in community Right, the 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 Christian living on an island, who prays every day, reads scripture every day, com, you know, worships and communicates with the Lord every day, doesn't ha- doesn't grow in this, because there's no one, for, there's no community, there's no there's no one to grow in this with. Yeah, it takes com- it takes living in the it takes us in the light, as He is in the light, and the us includes other people. It takes that. We have to be able to rub our lives yeah. against, I mean, because that yeah. person, God can do whatever God wants to do, but when we are able to love through the one and others, yeah. the way that God has called us to, that means I have a responsibility to give and to receive yes. from other people love and encouragement and support, and but also receive rebuke receive yeah okay so dang it we're wrapping up i know but i want right. to but i want to share this yeah yeah go ahead and then, um, and then we'll wrap up uh close close this out guys close this out okay so why do we gather i thought this was great and i know i keep going back to Brene brown but this this is all from 
<laughs> from her one of her books. She, she said this is three reasons why she gathers together. I use the word gather. She said go to church. One, to sing with strangers. Two, to pass the peace with people I normally would not like or want to punch in the face, which is very Brene Brown. To pass the peace with people I normally would not like or want to punch in the face. I, okay. And number three, to go to the rail and break bread with people I need to understand better. Mm. Those are all communal. Like yeah. you don't yeah. go to yeah. be in a silo in a room with other people to worship God. You go to rub shoulders yeah. with people in ways that God has invited us into. Come to the table to sing and worship and praise yeah. and to to pass the peace with people, to, to say... I mean, Go ahead. Uh, so, sorry, I didn't mean to go, cut you go, off. go, go, go. I was gonna say way back in the beginning, right? He created man. This is very good. And then how long later? It is not good for man to be alone, right? And we've and we've talked about this on this podcast before that Christian love, agape love, is not love unless it's given. If there is no place for it to land, it is just self-serving. Well, I. I that it's not Christian love, right? But Christian love has to land. And I believe that's why the Father, the Spirit, and the Son exist in a trinity. For all of eternity, it was the Father through the Spirit loving the Son. And then the Son through the Spirit, not just receiving that love, but giving it back to the Father. That's, that's Christian love. Yeah. And unless there's an object, a landing place for our love... I, I would propose it is it is not godly love. All right. Well, so 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 gathering, yeah, yeah, church is a place and an opportunity to love. Yeah, and well, and everything that includes the vulnerability, the honesty, the willingness to be hurt. All these things that we've talked about, yeah, are just expressions of a community of love and grace with one another. So find that place. Yeah. I mean, listener, find that if you're not connected, if you're not plugged in, find a place in a way where... Even if it's a friend. Yeah. You can just be intentional and deliberate about. But ways, yeah, in which you're able to to receive the love of the Lord through other people and to give the love of the Lord through, you know, to other people. And uh, man, we're huge on that. I know that's something over the next couple of weeks we're going to be talking about here and... It's stuff we all can work on. Yeah. For sure. So, cool. All right. Try again next week. Something like that. All right. All right. Love you guys. Peace.